evening, everybody. Welcome to another great LTS show. I am your host, Bodkins. As always, I'm in the Scott Cope spot for some odd reason. I know I'm way better looking than Scott Cope and much younger, too, folks. Uh, good evening, man. We got a pack to host our pack show for you tonight. Uh, if you missed it, uh, please check out yesterday's little morning show. It was great. Uh, we talked a little bit of baseball, a little bit of the Trey Lance trade. But uh, there we go. Back in my normal spot there. Uh, you know. Uh, but anyway... We got a packed show. We're going to bring in all the guys here in just a minute. We got NFC East preview tonight. We got AEW All Out. We're going to be talking baseball, plus college football, uh, plus uh, all the other good stuff. Uh, man, it's a packed show, so let's jump right into it. Uh, let's go ahead and bring in Johnny. What's up, my man? What up? What up? What's going on, bud? Uh, hey. Happy to be here. Always look forward to these Monday night shows with Jim and Jonathan. Always have a lot of fun. I'm um, looking forward to it. Yeah, it was it was a good show yesterday morning. Uh, enjoyed the the, the birthday, w- w- wifey's birthday with her yesterday. So looking forward to to a nice new week, man. That, that that's right. I was just going to ask to make sure the wife had a great birthday. It sounds like she did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were talking off air, so glad she had a good one. Uh, speaking of good one, it's welcome back, Mister uh, First Down Sam. Uh, back with the baby uh, as always. So. Uh, Sam plus one is what we should start calling him. <laughs> I have a progeny. My son will carry my legacy to the stars. <laughs> Sam, I still I still question your parenting, letting your uh, kid uh, listen to what we talk about here. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think he just agreed with you, Nick. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Let's go ahead and we'll bring in uh, Mr. Hall of Famer, Scott Cobe. Hello, folks. Scott, what's up, my man? Not much. How you guys doing tonight? Good, good, good. And good. Uh, Scott, who we uh, who we bet on today? We only did one bet because we're starting to transition into football here. So I I took the Phillies on the money line. That was it today. Nice. I'm starting to look at NFL uh, team win totals and week one, which is our which is our been up for a while. So yeah, and we're a week away next Thursday, folks. Yep. We'll have live football. We'll be making all our picks Thursday night. This time next Monday, we'll be making our pick for the Thursday night game. Uh, this Sunday, we'll be talking a little of our, uh, you know, giving our, uh, ML, you know, MVP, offensive rookie of the year, those types of, uh, you know, those types of things. Scott, how are you feeling about the NFC East as we're going to break it down with Jim here in a little bit? Um, you know, it's the Eagles division basically until until either the Cowboys or the Giants. I don't have much faith in the Giants, but until the Cowboys can um, can step, you know, step above them, which I don't think they're going to be able to. Philadelphia's just got everything this year, so so I love the Eagles a lot in this division. All right, I, uh, I, I did too. I think everybody, the guy that the the team that the Eagles uh, lost to in the Super Bowl is uh, none of the Mister Buffoon, Tanner Dawson's team. Tanner, what's up, my man? What's up? Hey, we nailed the intro, huh? Hey, you know what? That was way better than uh, the last. Uh, was that Thursday show I missed? So, good job, guys. Good job. Blame. How is the iPhone five G internet better than the internet at the house? Like, I mean, again, geez. like I said in the text message, I hope you burn your internet company to the ground. So, I I want to. I don't know what the problem is. Uh, I, I have no idea, to be honest. I have no idea. <laughs> You're gonna have to pull up Milton from Office Space, bro. Just. I, I mean, I've, I have done, the thing of it is, is we have done everything. Oh, Jesus. Hold on. I was trying to log soon, into man. my. He spoke too soon. 
No, I was trying to log into my computer and it's still fucking fucking up. So hey, there's that. Uh, I was so that way I could just let me know when Jim's on so we can give uh, Jim a good intro, Tanner. Uh, as always, I had the pleasure of going on Jim's show this afternoon. Uh, it was great. We talked to AEW, some things that we're going to talk about. Uh, how I mean, the Eagles have won this division last year, but man, I feel like no team has gone like back to back in this division for like 10 years. So, uh, you it's know, been uh, up and down. Yeah, it's always been flip flop back and forth. What team do you guys think could uh succeed this team? You know what I mean? And maybe you guys do when we make our predictions, but is it? I, I mean, I think it's, I think all three have a good chance of, you know, all they got to do is play decent and well and, you know, just keep up and not have bad losses. So I think all three teams here in this division have a chance to, you know, surpass the Eagles this year. Oh, wow. So surpass the Eagles? Surpass. I mean, I, I think I think three of them have a chance to make the playoffs because the NFC is so weak. But to you think three teams have a chance to surpass the Eagles? Wow, that's a hot take, bro. I do. I, think. I do. I, nice. The team I think that could so really surprise people, and when we talk, we'll talk about it with Jim here a little bit. Is is the Washington Commanders? Like that's the team we just don't know, right? Like we look at them, you're like, man, they have a lot of. You look at the talent they have. That defense has a lot of talent on their team, uh-huh. uh, even offensively, right? You got Terry McCorn, uh, Johan Dotson was absolutely killing it last year until uh-huh. um, until he got hurt, right? So like. What's what's the makes you think that he can't do it again this year? And then they got uh, Gibson and Robinson. Uh, they that's a team I, I just like. That's a team where you're just like, man. I I, I tweeted this out uh, this morning actually. They're a team that could win this division, but they're also a team that could win four games and you wouldn't be surprised, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. I mean, unfortunately, even, yeah. Yeah, their receiving core is really really thin. That's that's the whole problem with them. After uh, McLaurin, Dotson, and Samuel. It gets pretty bad pretty quickly, and McLaurin could be could be out week one with a toe injury, so that's something to monitor with them. But they're playing Arizona, who's just got awful. I mean, so so they should be able to win without McLaurin. But um, speaking of McClure- speaking of Arizona, speaking of Arizona, Scott, we talked about this on su- Sunday, I think. Like they cut Cole McCoy today. Like are yeah, they trying to go zero and seventeen? Like they're not trying to win, right? They. Just- I don't know about zero and seventeen, but they definitely want that first pick. Oh, they they, they, they definitely a, want the first pick. Uh, there is yeah, a solid two, right? zero and seventeen. There, right, a, well, I mean, they, they might right, go zero right. and seventeen. I don't think they want to go zero and seventeen. No, I, I don't but. think they will. But you got to remember too, Caleb Williams did talk about before you know a couple weeks ago. It depends who's in that one two spot, right? And he might return. Back to USC for his ha, final year. I mean, no. he's definitely making NIL, enough money. money. He's making enough money. Now, Nick. NIL money makes it different. Yeah. It, before it, it he does. they wouldn't return because of the whole issue of, you know, because you don't get money. Now you're making well, more money than you would your first year in a college situation. Why not? Like, if you don't like wow. Arizona and you don't like the Raiders and you don't like the Packers at one, two, and three, you're Get just out of going here with the Packers. Get out of here. I'll give, you, here. I'll give you two. I'll give you two, two instances where this this Caleb Williams thing that was well done. Was very that similar well done. to. Remember John Elway did not want to play for the Colts. Yeah, and they yeah. were picking number one, and they drafted him, and he ended up playing for Denver. And Philip River, Eli. Uh, Eli Manning did not yeah. want to play for the Chargers. And he, him, and Rivers got traded for each other, Charges and Giants. So, yeah, yeah just remember you know, it's I, different now, though, with the NIL yeah, money. 
You don't have yeah, to see is. those that issue is. again. Right. Right. I, I think I saw somewhere where, where he's he's gonna make like two million dollars this year. Yeah. And then I mean that's wild, I mean, man. That's wild. I mean, good not? for him, man. Good for all of them that are that are making that money, man. Yeah, you're you're I mean it's good for him, but I, I don't think I don't see him sitting out. I mean it but Arizona I, I, I wouldn't want to go to Arizona. With the way they've been the last several years, their management and stuff. I don't well, now it's a new new GM, right? New GM, new head coach. Like they've cleaned house. Same franchise. Yeah, but they've they've had like five head coaches the last four years. You know what I'm saying? So they're still gonna fire yeah. him in two years, so it don't yeah. matter. Don't don't be surprised if they go 0 and 17 and one seeing if this coach in Arizona is on the hot seat already. Is there any chance that they 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 tell Caleb, yo, we'll draft you and then we'll hire um no, uh, the coach with the Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. No, they already went that. No, route. They're not, no. they went that I'm route with Kyler. No. Remember, like, right? You know, they they, they had their fun that. with that already with uh, what's his face. So, I, I mean, Kyler's on the pop list. He's been put on the pop list, so he he's on he's officially on the on the list to start the season. Number one, the first four weeks. Yep, for the first four. Well, weeks. we won't see him back if we see him back. It'll be week ten. So yeah, right. that's the protection. Right, because he gets hurt in week 15, 14 against the Patriots. Yeah. So he's not um, playing this year at all. I don't, it, I don't think he is smart though. I, is. I like this move by Arizona, and here's why: like the season's lost, right? So let's lose as many games as possible. They're good. Their new GM's not tied to Kyler Murray. He didn't give him that contract, nothing like that. So we're gonna suck. We're gonna wait for Kyler to come back. We're gonna trade Kyler for more picks. We're gonna get picks in return for Kyler Murray. We're gonna restock and refresh. They have, you know, you mentioned the coach being on the hot seat. They got to go to him. Like, he's got to be in on it, right? Like, hey, we're going to fucking suck this year. We're going to stink. We're going to lose a bunch of games. We, the, the, you know, the, the, the Stephen Ross, Brian Flores treatment. Yeah, yeah. And, and just hope that. Hope, you. Yeah, can you, you know, we're not worried about this year. We're worried about we're building something here. And then hopefully they just don't do what uh, B, what they did to B-Flow and he can continue to, to build well, on it. But who, who's going to give them a bunch of picks, though, honestly? I mean, I know somebody will be dumb enough to trade for him. There'll be but, a team that wants Kyler Murray. Yeah, and really? The co- like how- the number one, number one, they just traded for Trey Lance. Why would you trade for Trey Lance? <laughs> the Dallas yeah. Cowboys are always going to be in the Kyler sweepstakes here. They're always going to be mentioned in it. Jerry's there's somebody that always feels name. like there's always somebody, right? That, 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 that can fix like, him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's usually after the second job, you're like, "Hey, nobody can fix them." You know what I mean? Maybe we can, maybe we can fix them. You know that, that, that those things happen all the time. And don't forget, a couple of years ago, the Jets had the number one pick all secure, and then they went and won two games, and that's why the coach got fired that year because they won two games. Remember the Zach yeah, Wilson, exactly. Justin Fields thing, uh, and they went or whatever, whoever was number one that year, Josh I, Rosen. That's the Josh, Rosen. Josh yeah. Rosen. Yeah. The Jets were in position to get the number one pick, and then they won, went and won two games in a row, and, and that screwed them out of the number one pick. So oh, that was coach, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that was Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. You're thinking Coach Arizona Stephenson. drafted Trevor Lawrence uh, or Josh Rosen in the top, what, 11? In Arizona. Yeah. Yeah, Arizona. Yeah. So so Arizona's making sure that, that Jonathan Gannon can't screw this up by winning <laughs> winning two games down the stretch. Yeah. <laughs> I just say, all right, we're trading everybody. Don't be surprised if James Conner gets traded at the deadline this year. It might not happen, but don't be It might be before the deadline. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. It might be before the deadline. 
Is uh is uh Jim here? Is are we ready for Jim? Yeah, yeah. yeah Jim, Jim, Jim's been here. He uh, waited on you. Oh, yeah. Man, well, I didn't know. I didn't know. I told you guys. Let me know when Jim was on. I can't. I don't have nobody. I can't see anybody in the waiting room uh, on the cell phone. Uh, anyway, give it up. I was had the pleasure of joining his podcast. Uh, please check it out. Full Press Wrestling. We we covered AEW all out this afternoon. It was a pleasure always joining us. He joined us every Monday. We're he's going to help us break down this NFC East. We're also going to talk all out a little college football, and then he's always got some tidbit hockey notes. So we're going to try to cram it all in in about the hour that he's here. Give it up for Mr. Renaissance Man of Servant, Jim Berenger, baby. Berenger Bombs. Jim, Jim, first question. First question, Jim. Uh, What can I do? Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. I appreciate that. Oh, so very much. on line one. He wants to copy infringement. So, yeah. Okay. Public enemy. That's public enemy, ain't it? No, it's living color. Oh, living color. That's right. That's right. Right. That's right. That's right. Look, uh, you just lost a bunch of street cred right there, Nick. I did. Yeah, I did. It's living color, baby. Look, living color. Guys, thank you. Thank you for the intro. Always a pleasure to be here with my Monday Night Maniacs. That's trademarked, by the way. Nobody You're steals a- it. My Monday Night Maniacs. Been here since day one with the buffoons, with Bodkins. And Nick, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's out there, iTunes, Spotify. We covered it all. Great conversation, talking wrestling. Uh, we're just jacked up about it. Needed to get it out there. Obviously, everybody knows, sees the shirt I'm wearing, CM Punk, FTR, my boys. Uh, glad to be here. I got some extra time tonight. Let's go. Jim, let's go, let's cover the wrestling first, and then we'll get into the football. Uh, I, and I want to ask these guys below. It's funny that you came out to CM Punk. Um, you know, the theme music, you got the CM Punk shirt. But I told you, is it time for CM Punk to go away again? Yes. No, because guess what? He works in a childish locker room, right? Look, I know there's a lot of things that CM Punk has done in his past, and I know there are a lot of things he's going to be blamed for. This one, depending on which side you're on. But you know what? This is all on Jack Perry. This one's all on Jack Perry. Look, I am not – look, I am the biggest CM Punk defender, but what he did at Brawl Out was not right. And he should have apologized to Tony Khan from the outset. This time, this is all on Jack Perry. Perry went into business for himself, and he's right. You go back to the all-out press conference, he said he works with children, childish stuff. This stuff was supposed to have been squashed, right? Okay, it was over, it's done with, and then all of a sudden on the biggest stage, you're going to do this, and you're going to pull this crap 10 minutes before the show's supposed to go on the air? Uh, I mean, that's not okay in my book. Look. Punk has some demons. We know Punk is what he is. He's a controversial figure. Um, But you know what? And he's divisive. But you know what? At what point, as you and I were talking about, uh, how much of it is it a work? How much is it reality? How much is people just hate on him? Again, this is the storyline we're talking about when we really should be talking about the pay-per-view and how good it was for the wrestling business. Yeah, I mean, is, is it just that the wrestlers have decided, hey, let's get Punk out of here? We're gonna each one by one. We're gonna go after him and pick. For, 
I mean, that's it's ridiculous. What what these guys are doing is is just crazy. CM mm -hmm. Punk's on Collision. He wants to be left alone on Collision with FTR. You know what? Just let him be on Collision. If he comes to Dynamite once in a while, that's fine. But just leave the guy alone. Jesus Christ, give him a give him a freaking break. You know, right, exactly. I agree with that, a hundred percent. Just leave him alone. Look, he has restrictions on who he wants and doesn't want a collision. He doesn't want to get involved in the drama. Yeah, you know, yeah. and his promos. You know, look, we know what happened. How the, everything started. Page went into business for himself. Didn't clear it with okay. Punk. Punk came back, gave his re retaliation. It was supposed to have been over, and then Tony Khan walks him out at the press conference at Brawl Out, and then like. You know, that's where Punk's real mental state after that match because he was hurt again and he was mad that he just won the title. He gets hurt again. His mindset wasn't there. Look, he wasn't at this press conference. He went home. Perry went out of the building. Now, reportedly, both guys are suspended. Not at all out this weekend. And pending an investigation. And again, this is just a more childish BS that the company doesn't need. When Tony Khan said yesterday after the press conference, AEW is better than it's ever been, and it's back from the BS. Yeah, I mean, Punk, Punk's got to be saying, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Punk says I'm out of here. Seriously. Well, he threatened to quit yesterday. Huh. Yeah. What, I mean, what's that, that repercussion, though, like? Does that, like, contract get voided, or, or what, what happens there? Because then he can't sign anywhere else, right? I mean, if he quits, Tony Khan's going to hold him to probably a non-compete clause for a long time. I don't think he would. Look, Punk came back to wrestling to work with this company. I don't see him going anywhere else. If he's done, he's if he leaves, he's done. He's, yeah. like, completely done. He's not coming back to professional wrestling to deal with this crap again. Um, but I agree with Scott. Like, just leave the man alone. Like, he's, done, he's doing great work at making Collision his show. That's why I don't think Tony Khan can get rid of him. And, like, because he's made Collision his show. And, and he's, like, he, he's advertised Collision as CM Punk's show. The fans are just starting to get back behind him again. You, you heard these a lot of these boos. But now, all of a sudden, he, the fans are starting to, to ride with him again. So, And then for this to happen with Jack Perry, it's like, okay, here we go again. It's just like, so... But like I said, I personally put this one on Jack Perry going in for yeah. business to himself. Look, Punk at Collision in July said, hey, this isn't a good idea. We don't do this stuff with real glass. And Jack was all upset and all this stuff. But guess what? You know what? CM Punk's looking out for your safety. And you got to listen to the veterans sometimes. And he's trying to be a locker room leaner and he's learning some lessons. And I know he's – in fact, I've talked to people who know Punk who've said he's reached out to those other guys, the, the Bucks, and they don't want to take his calls. I mean, now who's being childish? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey uh, Jim, before we uh, move on, you owe an absolute apology to MJF and Adam Absolutely. Cole. Absolutely. sat here seven days ago and said, that match isn't big enough. It's not big enough. We need something bigger. But by God, that might have been match of the year yesterday that I watched. The storytelling, uh, you slept on MJF, who's one of the best in the business, if not the best, uh, and you slept on uh, you slept on Adam Cole, baby. You apologize to the best friends, baby. Oh, hey, well, 
those best friends or the best friends with Orange Cassidy? Which ones do I have to apologize to? No, I'm just kidding. MJF and Adam Cole killed it. Main event. They killed in the opener with Aussie Open. Think about it. They got a double clothesline and a kangaroo kick over with a crowd. Like, people chanting for this stuff. Uh, The main event was awesome. The layers upon layers upon layers of the story that they told in that main event with the friendship, how MJF, the devil, he's getting sympathy. He can't do it. He can't use the ring. He can't use the belt. He can't put do a tombstone. He can't do all this stuff. Adam Cole does all this stuff. you know. But in the end, he can't do anything because they're friends. They're champions. It's just like it's a great main event. It was awesome. Match of the year, I'm a little biased. Uh, Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay in Toronto, I think is match of the year in my book. But again, there's been a lot of good ones. So, you know what? This is up there. I mean, probably top five match of the year right now for me. Uh, Really good main event. And again, this is what we should be talking about. Again, MJF's moment is being ruined because of BS. Like MJF in the press conference stood up for the locker room, stood up for the guys, cut a great babyface promo. He's the babyface now. He's babyface champion. He's awesome. He's talking about what hard work everybody's done. And think about it. He's right. The locker room busted their asses to put on a great show that nobody said they could put on. Yep. yep. So, so here's a question. So they, they're, they're teasing Mercedes Monet now. You know, yep. she was in the stands last night. She was watching it. She's not medically cleared, according to Tony Khan. How long do you think it is before we see her in AEW full time? As a rest, oh, she'll she'll be there. The minute she's cleared, which our reports are, she's not that far away from being yep. cleared. She'll be she'll be there, and obviously the Soraya Mercedes Monet rivalry will be renewed. And we all know yep. that Mercedes is the one that injured Paige or Soraya, um, forced her out of wrestling for a little bit. Um, yep. You know, feel good moment there. Uh, with the with the title and the win and her in the building and I get it. I apparently from reports, if she didn't get hurt, she was gonna be at Blood and Guts in Boston, and she would have debuted there. So, you know, again another big see again. You know, everybody wants to critique things, and I look at it this way. Okay, the women's division is is what it is. You had the best four women on the pay-per-view. They put on a great match. It was an ode to the first All-In. A lot of this stuff was an ode to the first All-In in 2018. Yeah. Where else were you going to put another women's match? Because that card, Nick and I said it earlier, the best-paced card AEW's put on by far. Mm-hmm. By far. Mm-hmm. I've watched every AEW pay-per-view. This was the best one. Yeah, unless Didn't we forget Mercedes Monet's from Boston, too. She's from Boston. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah, 81,000, uh, so Tanner. 81,035 people in attendance, paid new professional wrestling record paid attendance, beating oh, all these other marks set by WWE. Uh, with ushers and all this other stuff, it's close to like eighty five, maybe 87,000. I heard some reports 90,000. We'll get the, you know, the unofficial number, but... They beat SummerSlam. They beat the Pontiac Silverdome. They beat, they beat a lot of records. And good for this company because a lot of people said they couldn't do it. Oh, uh, they're only going to sell X amount of seats, and they're just going to be tarped off, and this and that. Well, guess what? They proved you wrong again. Hold on, Scott. One one quick note, Tanner. 
The WWE put the Dallas show at 106,000. It was really only 79. I, I, I listened to 83 Weeks, the Eric Bischoff podcast, and the host there, Conrad Thompson's dialed into wrestling. He said there was only 79,000. Well, really? yeah, Meltzer's even said it. Meltzer said it. Alvarez has said it. I think Sean Ross Staff even said it. That the, the numbers that they put out are not like the official. And look, think about it. This was the seventh uh, $10 million gate in wrestling history. WrestleMania yeah. this year, obviously, these two, the past, this WrestleMania 39, next year's WrestleMania will be eight and nine. There'll probably be another one somewhere. But again, think about it. $10 million, biggest gate in company history, largest crowd in company history, uh, best co- pay-per-view they put on in company history. You can't say anything bad about what this company is doing and right. how they're doing it and the momentum they've gotten back. And look, I like the fact that they're doing this Wrestle Dream show. Maybe you know they do one-off. But you can see now that the influence Warner brothers discoveries having on tony khan because he's announcing a couple of more shows that he's doing normally it was like four or five a year personally i wish they kind of stay with that but looks like like it's next year we're going to have this tradition again of bank holidays in the uk and the states all in all out but again uh we're not sure if all out's going to be a pay-per-view next year again it all depends on a lot of things i wish they would have waited on all in to see uh, you know, how would it done and this and that. But again, okay, we're going to do it again. Fine. Maybe we need to hold off a year and then come back to it. And, but again, there's, these are things that things can be tweaked, but I like the fact that this show was good. People loved it. And now I'm seeing like people putting out there a question about, can we have more afternoon pay-per-views, which personally I would love, especially oh, AW, if they did it in the afternoon, because I'm not staying up till 12, 1 o'clock watching pay- wrestling anymore. <laughs> Amen it, will not, it, will not hurt the, it will not hurt the sport to have Saturday afternoon pay-per-views. It just won't. It gets, it gets late. It gets late. I wish the UFC would do that sometimes. The, the UFC gets the same way. Jim, I'm going to ask you uh, two questions here. Uh, first part is, will Ospreay, the best wrestler in the world, uh, and the guys, you guys can chime in. Because uh, to me, I told you yesterday he was, and I t- told you today, he's, to me, the best wrestler in the world right now. Uh, well, Austria's the best wrestler in the world right now. Uh, just think about the matches he's had, uh, who he's fought this year. I, look, he he beat Omega, Jericho, Okada. He's had great matches at the G1 Climax. It's just unbelievable what this guy does. I mean, the, the, the IWGP US, which has been renamed the IWGP United Kingdom Championship, don't forget, he wrestled at Rev Pro the night before where Jericho attacked him. So, I mean, think about what this guy has done. And I think AEW is probably going to sign this dude. They have a Now they have a working relationship with Rev Pro. They have a working relationship with New Japan. You could, you've seen guys on Impact. You know, I think, I think Offspray to AEW makes the most sense. Just what he's done and the matches that he's put on. This dude's one of the best wrestlers in the world, and I can't wait for what's next for him. Favorite uh, match last night, or yesterday, I guess. I mean, I think, you know, I love the main event. Main event was awesome. I think that FTR Young Bucks 3, 
thought could have been, you know, whatever you want to decide, how you want to look at it, match of the night. Probably funnest match of the night was Stadium Stampede because just of, I'd never seen it with a crowd. Like, it's, it was the pandemic match at Daly's Place for two years. And that's what they did because they had to. They had no choice. And the fact to see it with crowds and everybody, uh, it was awesome to see. Dude, everybody put their... They made... Look, I will say, yes, guys slipped a little bit, messed some things. But they were able to cover it up enough to where it's the move still looked good. Like, guys slipped a little bit on turnbuckles, whatever. But they still made that the match and the, the, the moves look good. Um, again, you and I were talking about this in the FTR match. I don't know if anybody else caught this. But... Nick Jackson pulling up, I think it was Cash Wheeler's arm on the pin. Yeah. Like, that was, I was like, oh, okay, was he supposed to kick out? What was going on there? Uh, but still, I mean, look, overall, top to bottom, caught no cooler. Every match was awesome, uh, perfectly p- paced. H- hats off to AW and All In. It delivered. Yeah, I told you uh, earlier today it was match of the year for me, or, ma- or card of the year uh, for me. So yeah, I think it's card of the year. Yeah, and I'm going to say this. The Punk Joe match opened it up and really got, got the ball rolling. Oh, that yeah, match. that was a great opener. That was great opener. Joe went after him. And Joe took everything to him early in the match. Punk took it, came back and won the match. I, I just think that those two guys really set the tone for what would be a, a really good night for AEW. And sure enough, it was. So I mean, I like the little – I like the little – the little plays that they made to Hulk Hogan, you know, you hear talking about Hogan about Wembley over the weekend and his his more lies that he likes to spew. And like, you know, as I opened it, you know, CM Punk likes to do this. He did the John Cena th- stuff there yeah. too. Yeah. Joe did yeah. some Hulk. He hulked up a little bit. So the the tributes to Bray Wyatt were great by the House of Black, Absolutely. by FTR. Absolutely. The they Absolutely. paid homage to Freddie Mercury. I mean, it just the feel. Again, it was like all in 2018 and like old pay-per-views of the past. Everybody goes home happy, and that's the way it should be. Did you, right, did you guys see, did you guys see right. Jericho at the Fozzie concert pay tribute to Bray Wyatt too? Yeah. Dude, that was sick. The crowd was went nuts for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was great. Hey, let's jump into the football talk, Jim, so that way we can get out of here, get you out of here. Um, so this is how it works, Jim. We're going to go team by team, and we say they're going to win the division if – and are they're not going to win the division if don't give us where they're going to finish or the record. We'll save that for the very end. Uh, but we're going to start with the defending NFC champion, NFC East champions. Again, nobody's won this division like back to back in like t- a decade plus, it feels like. So, uh, but the, the Eagles are the uh, defending NFC East champs, defending NFC champs. Uh, they went 14 and three last year. Tanner, I was able to pull it up here. So uh, they, in comes uh, Brandon Graham. Uh, they did bring back Fletcher Cox and James Bradbury, bringing in Marcus Mariota as the backup, Nicholas Morrow, uh, Olamade Zacadius, uh, and uh, Rashad Perry, Terrell, bringing in Terrell Edmonds as well. Also the big uh, trade for Swift. Out is TJ Edwards, Miles Sanders, Marcus Epp, uh, Javon Hargrave, Isaac Samuno, Car- Gardner Mishu, CJ Gardner-Johnson, Andre Dillard. Uh, they had, I mean, if you were a bulldog, they drafted you. Uh, Jalen <laughs> Carter, an absolute steal at the pick number nine. Uh, Nolan Smith uh, at pick thirty was a steal. Uh, then they went and more. Then they went Alabama and the offensive line to boost up that aging offensive line and Tyler Steen in the third. Uh, Sidney Brown in the uh, safety out of Illinois. 
then they were like, oh, we don't have more Bulldogs. So they get a fourth round Kaylee Ringo corner out of Georgia. Uh, so, Jim, I'm going to ask you, the uh, Eagles win this division if what? If Jalen Hurts has another season like they do, and I'm going to throw in the caveat that the three players for Philadelphia that they drafted from Georgia, because these are three rookies that are going to enter this lineup, have good seasons. Look, they're asking a lot of those three players from Georgia. Look, look, anybody on that Georgia defense and offensive line was great last year. But again, you're asking something that we haven't seen a lot of where three guys get drafted going to have some big-time minutes for a defending NFC champion team. Look, they, they, those guys have to come through. I mean, look, there's going to be mild expectations on them because they're from Georgia, national champions. But still, I mean, again, a lot of this rides on Jalen Hurts and his health. And, you know, he's got to be airing it out like he did. He's got the weapons. Look, we all know what this Eagles team can do. Hey, you know what? Just health is the biggest issue for this team right now. They don't win the division if what, Jim? If one of their big guns goes down, I, I just don't. I think everything is tied to how they run that offense there. And if you miss a piece somewhere, I think they're going to slip back. I don't think everybody expects them to do what they did last year record-wise. But still, I know health can be tied to any team. But I just think with the weapons that they have there, you know, I think if they lose one of those two, one or two big names, look out. Johnny, we'll start with you. The Eagles win this division if what? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of with Jim as far as the, the Jalen Hurts thing, but I'm, I'm going to go on the defensive side like he mentioned. I think if those those young Georgia Bulldogs kids come to play uh, with everybody that they brought back on that defense, if the defense steps up and, and stays at that high level where they were last year, that defensive line balled out last year. Uh, Hassan Reddick was insane with all those sacks. If the defense comes to play the way they did last year, then I think they win the division. Uh, they don't win the division if Jalen Hurts takes a step back. Uh, if Jalen Hurts just becomes mediocre and, and does it, because he, he made some really good plays last year, not just with his legs, but he made some really good throws. And I know A.J. Brown uh, bailed him out a lot if you actually look at it. Um, but I think if Jalen Hurts doesn't, you know, doesn't continue on the way he did, um, uh, I think they have a, a chance, a slight chance of, of losing this division. Scott, the Eagles win this division if what? So the Eagles win the division if Jalen Hurts grows as a quarterback and becomes a, a better passer than he was last year. I, I think there were times last year where uh, he had trouble passing, you know, just reading coverages, passing the ball. If you remember last year when they were ahead at halftime, they hardly threw the ball in the second half. So they're going to have to diversify their passing attack. Their offensive coordinator is gone now to Indianapolis. So he's going to have to become a better passer and a better quarterback overall. And I'm going to agree with Jim. They don't win the division if one of these big names like an A.J. Brown or, or – sorry, Sam. If an A.J. Brown or or a, or a Devonta Smith or, or one of those um, offensive linemen gets hurt. You know, they have to stay healthy for the whole season. If one of them gets hurt, it's going to, especially in the wide receiver room, there's, there's hardly any depth there. Right. So if, if AJ or Devontae gets hurt, it's going to seriously test what depth that they do have. So, Sam, the Eagles win this division if what? 
Oh boy, you guys are nailing all my little points on my little Word document here. Uh, okay, yeah, pretty much the exact same thing. Jalen Hurts has got to continue to grow. There were a couple of times last year. He definitely got bailed out by uh, A.J. Brown. It was a good weapon to have. Anyway, but uh, he definitely got bailed out by uh, A.J. Brown a couple of times. And I do think, uh, Dave, just imagine if another team had him. You know, how good they could have been. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, anyway. So – uh, well, he gotta be healthy first. It's like uh, it's like um, uh, Darth Vader, right? Luke Skywalker. That name oh. no longer has meaning to me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's how I feel about it. But anyway, uh, so yes, and number two, uh, they don't win it. Uh, the same thing Scott said. These guys that they need to do well if they they don't play well if they're injured or anything like that, it's just not going to go. The engine will not go. Uh, but yeah. Boy, you! I think we all read the same articles or something because that's that's like right right down the middle. I was on well, the yeah, I was on the athletic and it said the same thing. So yeah, you know, I was on that. I was on this side. The Eagles. The Eagles Go ahead, Tanner. Easy to pick this year, so yeah, Tanner. Yeah, the Eagles simple. win the division if what? It's pretty simple on the Eagles team. They win the division if their defense is top seven. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason why that defense is top seven is because the offense is working correctly. That's right. how you know it's top seven. So if that offense, obviously, if the offense is working correctly, your defense is top seven. That t- defense has to be just as nasty this year as as it has ever been, uh, just because you do have an uptick in competition. Giants made some moves. Washington made some moves. Got the enemy yes. there. They're yes. going to be aggressive. So we all know how Dallas is and their nine hundred you know starters they have there. So like you're going to see competition. That defense has to be top seven for the team to win the division. Yeah, I think this uh, the Eagles win this division if Jalen Hurts continues to progress. And Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith in uh, the rest of that Georgia Bulldog defense, I mean, Philadelphia Eagle defense uh, plays like they're supposed to, and they can take to the league like this. Um, I, You know, preview here, I, th- I think Jalen Carter could be defensive rookie of the year here. Uh, I agree with how, that. Uh, yeah. I mean – this kid yeah. was, you know, top three talent wise, but due to mm-hmm. off the field, off the field stuff, fell to number nine. Uh, so, I mean, I think that he could be very well. They don't win the division if AJ Brown or Dallas Goddard get hurt. Uh, I was listening to a podcast. Shout out to uh, Mike Lombardi pa- uh, podcast. He said Dallas Goddard's the best overall tight end as far as yeah, Scott's br- brother, uh, Michael Lombardi. Uh, brother. Nick, I didn't get my second half, by the way. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. Whoa. Okay. I know you were anxious. I know you were anxious. Yo, cutting him uh, off. This is why we call him the well, maniac. Diva. That's right, man. <laughs> diva. It's like, it's like an old Monday nights, right? Let's be real. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Uh, running backs. Uh, guys, the running game. The running game has to be existent in this offense for them to be effective, I think. You went out and got DeAndre Swift. You got, went out and got Rashad Penny. I mean, Rashad Penny shouldn't be too much of a force, honestly. But DeAndre Swift has to be. You went out. I mean, you didn't re-sign Miles Sanders, so you could get a more effective weapon, right, in the passing game and in the run game. Swift has to stay healthy. Swift has to be a presence on this team this year. That's if he's not, this is the way this team loses the division. When you come one style of football, you're relying on the quarterback to do everything. Can't do it. Yeah, I, I'll agree. Back to what I was saying. Uh, if Dallas Goddard, uh, who Michael Lombardi said is the best tight end in all football, as far as overall, right, best blocking and receiving, 
Uh, you know, he doesn't conclude like Travis Kelsey being the tight end because he's elite wide receiver and he's not blocking anybody uh, in a three-point stance anymore. Uh, so uh, if Goddard or A.J. Brown get injured, that wide receiver room outside of Smith and and, and Brown, it's, it's pretty empty. Uh, Scott, you like to rag on the Packers, you know, wide receiver room. It, it, the Eagles wide receiver room might just be, uh, you know, as empty. So they don't win the division. If A.J. Brown finally played, what, 16, 17 games last year for about the first time it felt like in a long time. So A long time. It felt like since he, like, played in Arizona, right? Like, that's the last time, like, yeah. he really had a good, yeah. like, yeah. played, like, every yeah. game, right? Yeah, yeah, it was weird. It was weird. It, it's it, I mean, it, he, he never so played. <laughs> yeah. I hate I hate all of you right now. There's no <laughs> there are no people. Yeah, it's just bringing up facts. Like, sorry. It is facts. Come on, Sam. All right. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you know what's a fact? You know what's a fact, gentlemen? You're on the list. Right? <laughs> Wait, you didn't even do it right. You're on the list. Oh yeah. You know, it's like you're you on just the made the list. <laughs> Jim, let's jump in. We'll get into the Cowboys here. Uh, the, Cow- Perfect, uh, the, the Cowboys went twelve and uh, twelve and five last year. Uh, income. They rebring in. Uh, they resigned Devon. They didn't really sign bring in anybody. They just resigned their guys. The only guy they did bring in was uh, Brandon Cooks. Out is uh, Connor McG- McGovern and Dalton Schultz. Uh, oh, they did bring in Anthony Brown, I guess. Uh, and then in their draft. Uh, they brought in uh, Matsy Smith, the defensive tackle out of Michigan, which was a surprise pick to a lot of people. Uh, you know, remember because they were searching, researching for a tight end, and the Bills jumped ahead of them, uh, and then they didn't know who to pick. Then they took Luke Schoonmaker out of uh, Michigan uh, in the Shoon. second round. Devarian De- Overshone, Vermilia, I don't even know how to say his name, out of San Jose State. Who cares? Uh, Evan Hole, <laughs> Eric Scott Jr., uh, Deuce Vaughn, his daddy drafted him, and then Jalen Brooks. Uh, the boys are back to glory here, Jim, if what? Look, there's so much hype around a Cowboys. It feels like it's the U all over again. Uh, Stephon oh, Gilmore get, came. They did get in Gilmore. You're right. You're right. Yeah, now. they got Gilmore too. I mean, look, until this Dallas Cowboys team does anything in the playoffs, I'm comparing them to Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, Let's be honest. Like Jerry Jones has not won a Super Bowl since what, nineteen ninety six? Six. Ninety six, right? Last time Cowboys. No, no, no. Ninety five. Ninety five, ninety six. Ninety five. Yeah. Look, I think ninety four, ninety five. Ninety four, ninety five. I think. Yeah, somewhere right? in that range, right? Yeah. So think about it. What has everybody been talking about all off season? Dak Prescott, right? Let's see what Dak can do. Let's see if the interceptions come down. You know, Mike McCarthy's taking over play calling. We got the defense. You know, that offensive line. Can they run the football? Pollard's there. No more Zeke. You know, I want to see what Pollard's going to be like. You know, is he going to be effective? Yeah, no, I thought so. I thought it was 95-96, Allen. I thought so. Okay. Um, but <laughs> He said that with Venom. It, it, he said it. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I did. <laughs> um, but I, again, it comes down to Dak, right? Like, can he make the effective plays? Can he throw the ball? Can he make the reads? Can he limit the interceptions? And I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, 12 and 5 for the Cowboys last year. Great. Okay. Now let's see. Mike McCarthy. There's no one to blame but Mike McCarthy now. 
The head coach is the offensive coordinator now. He's calling plays. Like they don't win if what? If, uh, man, if they don't win if that offensive line doesn't hold up. I mean, I think that can't be running for his life. I think that's the big thing, right? I mean, I think even Allen would agree, and I think most of you guys agree. Dallas had the best offensive line in, in football for years. It's getting older, but they got to be able to protect him. He can't be running for his life. He's not good on the run making those throws. He's got to be stationary in that pocket. It's great. He can run, but he's taken a lot of contact over the years. That, to me, is a big thing for the Cowboys. And, again, look, I don't believe the hype until they start doing something. The boys are back when – I don't know. Is it like when Texas is back? Because, I don't know, Texas, Big 12 Ooh, championship? I don't think so. I don't think so. Take I that think out so. now, boys. Woo. Shots fired. Shots fired. I got to be on a show with him tomorrow on the baseball show. I'm going to have to reap all the stuff that he's, he's already all kind of pissed off, too, because this Rangers Go ahead, Scott, lost again. Scott, the, the boys win this division <laughs> if what? Well, I'll I'll say the same. I'll say the same things as you know on both they win and they don't win the division. If Tony Pollard lives up to his billing or mm-hmm. or is even better, I think that the Cowboys will win the overtake the Eagles and win the division. If they don't win the division, it's because Tony Pollard doesn't live up to what everybody's thinking about him. If he falls short of that, he's a he's the 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 ultimate key to this Cowboys team. Whether they they hinge on going far or or going home for the playoffs, so it's all about. They need policy. a balanced attack. They need a balanced and attack. And I don't know That's where they're going to get the running back from because it's Tony <clears throat> Pollard, Deuce Vaughn, and Rico Rico Dadell in that backfield. Rico and, Suave. Hey, Rico Deuce, Suave. Deuce Vaughn, Deuce Vaughn has looked good wow, this preseason. Man. though. I ain't go front. Yeah, but the, but the, the question is, and I'll that you know the same, same question with all these rookie running backs: Can they perform? You know, when the right. lights are brightest, which is during yeah. games, during the season. So True. we'll find out pretty quick whether Duzwan is the real deal or if he's going to take a back mm-hmm. seat and Dallas is going to throw the ball 50 times every game. Tanner, we'll go to you. The, the boys are back if what? Boys, boys back are in back in town if Cooks and Lamb each have a 1,000 apiece. That means Dax right. making reads right and they're giving him opportunities, right, and they're protecting him. Uh, the boys are right where they usually are. Um, if this offensive line doesn't hold up, Jim said it best, you know, about Dak in this offensive line. There's a lot of pressure on this with McCar- McCarthy as well. Uh, you know, you, you gotta stay, this line has to stay healthy and Dak has to stay upright. If Dak doesn't stay upright, this team's toast pretty quick. They don't. They uh. They oh. You said that they don't win if the division. Uh, they're off. They're Correct. There. Yeah, I got yeah. you. I just make sure I didn't cut you off this time. Uh, no, Johnny. no, you got it. We're good this time. I just continued on. So, <laughs> Johnny, we'll go to you this time. The boys are back. If what? Um. I, I mean, I think the guys pretty much said it, but I, I I'm gonna go with the 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 running attack and the the balanced offense. If they don't have a balanced offense and Dak is throwing the ball 35, 40 times a game, um. I. I I don't. I don't think they can do it. I, I'm just. They have to be balanced. They, uh, Tony Pollard. I don't know how close to 100 percent he is. He's coming off of that injury. I like Deuce Vaughn, but like Scott said, is he going to be able to step up um, in the regular season? But if they have a balanced attack, then I think they. I think they could win this division. They can't win a division if that defense regresses in any kind of way. If that defense isn't a top 10 defense. They are not gonna. They are not gonna get anywhere close to Philly this year. So the defense needs to 
needs to stay at par or better. And uh, offense has to be a balanced attack on offense for them to win the division. Sam. Well, I'm going uh, going through my little list here as you guys just keep getting through it. Uh, but I'm going to say. Let, let, let him go first with the next team. Let him go first with the next team. <laughs> let him go first with this. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it's, it's totally fine. Uh, it's okay to agree on things. Uh, but I, I'll go with this. If the players can overcome dumbass Mike McCarthy. How's that for you? That was there how you I was going to say that, Sam. Yeah, it, 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 we, we, you, you, Nick knows it better than anyone. I have a very low opinion of Mike McCarthy. I don't like his coaching. What was what that line from the Big Lebowski? I don't like your jerk-off face. I don't like your jerk-off name. I don't like you, jerk-off. And I just – I am not a Mike McCarthy fan. I think he's a bonehead. Um, and if the players overcome that, they can win the division. They don't win if the defense is not up to snuff. I wanted to do O-line, but you guys got that pretty well covered. So I'm going to go if the defense doesn't get a lot of turnovers, they're not going to – it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Yeah, I was going to say they win this division if Dan Quinn is coaching and not Mike McCarthy. Yeah, no, that's uh, good. That, that's that's – if Dan Quinn uh, takes over the <laughs> reins or is whispering things into Mike McCarthy's – uh, here uh, and telling him what to do instead of, uh, you know, McCarthy. I don't understand McCarthy saying, oh, we want to run the ball. We want to run the ball. I watched you for a decade in Green Bay and never did you ever w- really want to run the damn football, Mike. I mean, get out of here with that. We even had fat Eddie Lacy for a while. Cheeseburger uh, Eddie, baby. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I mean, he didn't, he, he only, that was like a year or two run. Uh, Mike cost us some games because he didn't want to run the football. So, especially uh, on third I, and short. Yes, and, and you know you can say what they. There's people that are out there that say you know they try to pin it on Aaron. Oh, he changed the plays, this and that. Well, maybe he did change the plays because Mike McCarthy was a freaking idiot, which we already freaking knew. So, uh, if Dan Quinn's running the show, this team can win the division. Uh, they don't win the division. If Dak Prescott is who Dak Prescott was last year, and that's lead the league in interceptions, uh, that's something that you know never bodes for success, folks. So uh, you can't have two stupidity people. You can't have a head coach that's an idiot, and you can't have a uh, coach who's uh, a, you know a quarterback who's an idiot making turnovers. Those don't correlate. You got to have a great coach, great quarterback, and uh, you're going to do great things. Just ask Tanner's Chiefs. So and uh, an owner that doesn't meddle. Yeah. True. Well, well, Jerry Jones, need, well, well Jerry Jones needs to fire Jerry Jones, the general manager. So yes, 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 he does. Yes, yes. he does. So that's uh, that's the Giants. We'll get or we'll get into Jim's Giants now. They went nine and seven, returned to the playoffs. Last year, I forgot to click on them on their offseason moves. Yeah. Give me one second to get to pull up their offseason moves. But Holy they cow. did it. They, here comes uh, Dayball is the coach of the year. Should have been coach. My coach of the year should have been coach of the year. Uh, but anyway, here comes uh, Bobby Okrike. Uh, they did re-sign Daniel Jones. They're bringing in Paris Campbell. Uh, they did bring back Saquon Barkley. Re-signed Sterling Shepard. Uh, you know, and then gone is Julian Love and Nick Gates. Uh, their draft. I expected them to draft a receiver in the first round. They didn't do that. They went corner with Deontay Banks. Uh, second round, they got John Michael Schmitz. 
Uh, third round, they finally get the receiver in Jalen Hyatt, who I actually think is going to be a steal. Uh, Eric Gray uh, in the fifth round. Trey Hawkins, Jordan Riley. Uh, Jim, the Giants. Jim, wait, 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 wait. They got, they got Darren Waller, too. They got Darren, Darren Waller. Waller. Yeah. And, and they got Isaiah Simmons. Isaiah Simmons for a bag of balls. That doesn't then, show me the Nick, traits. Did you miss here. Richie James? Richie James <laughs> is dead. Richie James is a chief now. No, I didn't. Oh, yes. yeah, Richie James. For some reason, it doesn't show that on this PF. PFF's fucking me up. Oh, well, that's why. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. why. PFF, that's why you're all messed up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, Jim, <laughs> the Giants, uh, They can they take a leap forward and win this division if what? If they throw the football uh that's pretty much uh, i mean you guys how many times did i come on last year on a monday after a giant game and said well you know they run the football really good this is how they're winning but teams are going to catch up if they don't pass the ball through the air look daniel jones needs to take his next steps right he had a great last year under day ball first coach you know, first-year coach, he t- makes the next step, looking like the guy. He has that extension. The expectations are on now him to perform. We know what Dayball can do. We saw what he did with Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen's taking a step back without Dayball there. I do believe that. Um, and we're not talking about the Bills right now, but I'll get questions about that offensive line. The Giants have them too. But Darren Waller is my X factor here. If he can connect with Waller, that's going to be huge for them because that's going to open up the running game even more for Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones should not be running the ball as much as he does. He needs to be passing it. It's great. It works. But teams are going to catch on. And you get a healthy Saquon. You got Breida back there. Just balanced offense. And this Giants team can do it. Will they? Well, we'll see. Um, I always have mild expectations or limited expectations for my Giants team. But Daniel Jones needs to take the next steps because now he got the money, and now the expectations come with money. They don't win this division of what, Jim? No. They don't win the division if everything doesn't go right. Like, look, let's be honest. A lot of things went right for them last year, uh, and they got into the playoffs. Um, But – I think the biggest thing is their defense was really good last year for them. They kept, That defense kept them in a lot of games. Again, another point that we talked about a lot, how many times could their defense just keep them in games, keep it close, and then the Giants are – they cannot play from behind like they did last year and, and expect to be back in the playoffs and expect to win. And I think that's the biggest key for me. That defense has to play even better than it did. And if they don't and they trail and they're down – it's going to be very, very tough for them. I can't remember. Didn't they start out like five and two or something like that? They started. Out they started eight. off so good, but the problem is, how many of those victories were come from behind because they kept the game within ten points? Well, we yeah, already know exactly. the first game, Sam. I'm not going to go there um, for you, but you, we already know what happened. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, let's be honest. The Giants probably had no business beating Tennessee, and they did because the defense kept it close because well, the offense was, had no life. It was the muff punt. The muff punt is what yeah. lost the game. But, look, the, everything went right for that team last year, but that defense, look, they the Giants cannot start slow at all. They cannot, right? If they're down by, right. what, 15 points? But they're, they're Yeah, so. Sam, we'll, we'll go with you. We'll, we'll start off with you this time. Uh, okay. 
the Giants win this division if what? Uh, I I got to have uh, Daniel Jones play way better than he has been. Uh, you know, like Jim said, the expectation with the money and everything like that. And uh, they don't win the division if, let's see, if they're uh, the core that they're heavily relying on, the younger core doesn't step up. Scott, we'll go back. We'll go back to you here. The Giants win this division if what? Your favorite team, the Giants. Oh yeah. If um, if Darren <laughs> if <laughs> if Darren Waller lives up to his billing, <clears throat> and Daniel Jones takes the next step as a passer, if both of those things happen, the Giants can win the division. They don't win if what? They don't win if Darren if Darren Waller does not come as advertised, which is stay healthy for seventeen games. Be the number one target in the Giants' offense, and and he doesn't he doesn't perform the way that the Giants and himself expects him to perform. Their wide receiver room is a bunch of slot receivers, basically, and Darius Slayton. So they they, they don't have any Darren down Waller. the field threat. Yeah, they need Darren Waller to be that athletic, freak of nature tight end he was two or three years ago with the Raiders. So they don't win the division if Darren Waller does not lead the Giants in, in receiving yards and receiving targets. So, Johnny, we'll go to you this time. Yeah, I, I'm going to pretty much stick with that. If, if Daniel Jones um, takes the next step in, in Brian Dable's offense, uh, because I, I, I love Brian Dable, that was, that was a great hire for, for the Giants there. Um, if he can actually have some kind of a – some kind of balance if, if Waller can step up as some of those slot receivers, like Scott said. Um, but Daniel Jones is, is uber athletic. I agree with Jim. He doesn't need to be running the ball 10, 12, 15 times, but if he can extend a play every once in a while, get that key first down, make a big throw every once in a while to Waller or whoever else, um, and Saquon needs to stay healthy. But if, if Daniel Jones can take another step in this offense, which I, I think he has the talent to do it, but he still has to show us. But if he takes a, a, a nest, a ne the next step in, in Brian Dable's offense, um, I, I think they have a chance to, to to win the division. They don't win the division if this defense doesn't ball out. If this defense is is total crap and they can't put pressure on the quarterback, if Thibodeau takes a step back for whatever reason, I think he has a chance to be defensive player of the year, to be quite honest. He is a beast. Um, so if, if that defense doesn't play, come to play, um, then they have absolutely no chance of winning that division. Tanner? Jim said it. Daniel Jones has to throw the ball. This has mm -hmm. to be a throw-first offense. Use Hodgins. Use Hyatt. Um, I guess Slayton. I don't know how Sterling Shepard's still on this team, but, you know, it's you've you got to use these guys to do that. Use Waller. Use Bellinger. You have to use these tight ends, too, on top of this. So, it's going to have to be a throw first offense. Uh, they lose this this uh, division if the offense doesn't go. If the offense don't move the ball down the field, they can't win these close games like they did last year. It, it's stuff could happen real quick. So it, it's going to they have to throw the ball. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. If Daniel Jones can take this next leap and he let's just say he's top ten in receiving yards and touchdowns. Uh, they're going to win this division. If Daniel Jones is the guy who we all think he is, uh, and he's you know mid fifteen, mid tier quarterback, uh, they're not going to win this division. That defense is really good, but 
Uh, everybody in this, I think the, the commanders got better. I think they're going to have tougher competition. I love Dave Ball as a coach, but uh, I think they pay. I mean, I said this before, like there was nobody else to really go get outside of, of Daniel Jones. Uh, but they need to figure out if he's going to be the real guy. If he can take that next step, they could win this. They could win this thing. Uh, let's start the last team here. We got the Commanders, who uh, finished uh, eight, 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 and one. Uh, somehow, uh, some weird way, uh, and we're in the playoff hunt for a while. Uh, and uh, in comes uh, Andrew Wiley, Cody Barton, uh, Jacoby Bursett's now the backup. Nick Gates. And out is Cole Holcomb and Taylor Heineke. Uh, their draft, they went uh, Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State in the first round. Javaris Martin, uh, corner. Ricky Stromberg, Brendan Daniels, K.J. Henry, C.J. Rodriguez. More importantly, though, they got a new freaking owner. So it's new times, new teams uh, in commanders. And more. And they also brought in Eric Bieniemy to run the O.C. Uh, Jim? The commanders win this thing if what? Yo, Sam Howell? Really? I mean, it comes down to Sam Howell. I know we're talking about quarterbacks, but think about it, right? Like, look, they're going with Sam Howell, right? He had one game last year. He's looked good in the preseason. Riverboat yeah, Ron's taking it. But maybe not. Yeah, but Riverboat Ron's taking a gamble, right? This is what he does. Like, this is how he got the name. And he's come in and he's looked really good. I mean – they the, the commanders are actually a lot better than I thought they were going to be. Uh, I watched them against Baltimore, and hell, that was the probably the most entertaining preseason game I've ever watched. And I'm not going to lie, I thought it was really good. And look, it, it really is a uh, it really does come down to Sam Howell, right? And and look, you know, the the you, you have Jacoby Brissett, right? That's behind him. This experiment can't fail. And if it does, well, then the commanders aren't winning the division. So, right there, he is the pro and he is the con. If They they have to play better than they did last year, and I think they will, and I think they're an improved team. But it, but it, but it's call comes down to Sam Howell. Tanner? The- man, I, hope you're, I hope your back's doing okay, dude. I know your fingers and brain are fine. Oh, man. Whew. Uh, all right, so the Commanders, the Washington, the football team, whatever you want to call them now, going to be a different name. <laughs> this team, but, but the, the fans division. are out thanks to Josh Harris. Correct. The the this team wins the division if this offense clicks very quickly in the beginning of the season and becomes something. The enemy went out and got a few guys of his that he had in KC. Uh, during his tenure as well, uh, Andrew Wiley left KC to be the right tackle in you know Washington. He was very serviceable. I was very shocked at that, but he was very serviceable. Uh, you also got Brian Pringle in the wide receiver ranks, another familiar face with uh, you know uh, Bienemy, uh, where he couldn't do anything in Chicago, but now he's back with Bienemy and he could be that fourth weapon that they're looking for. So this team wins the division if this offense is clicking. And looking good, and they're trusting Howell to to make those throws that maybe a first ta- first year starter shouldn't. Uh, this team doesn't win the division if Jacoby Brissett has to come in. Hmm. That's all I'm gonna say. Hmm. If you have Brissett coming in, that means Rivera's out, and it's not looking pretty at the moment. So you have to make some more moves. So 
but Washington can't, you know, I don't know. They, they, they seem, if they're healthy, why not? Sam? I don't like I don't like Tanner slandering the brisket like that. That hurts my feelings. You know? <laughs> I don't appreciate that. Anyway, but uh, they win the division. Like Sam Howell and everything. The, uh, the offense has to come together. This Eric Bieniemy offense has to come together. Okay, everybody from the running game, if Eric Bieniemy has a running game, uh, to the uh, people catching passes to the quarterback, it all has to click and come together. And that's how they win the division. They don't, simple as that, if it doesn't come together. And that's that's really all I got from all my reading, unfortunately. But I, I, I find this team very intriguing. They're kind of hard it to is. pinpoint. It is. Um, so, but to me, I'm looking at it and the roster and everything like that. That offense has to click, and it needs to click quickly. Scott? Washington wins the division of Sam Howell. Plays a great name, Sam. Yeah, I know. Great name, Sam. I don't know who else is Sam, but don't you uh, know you're Sam? If Sam Howell plays the type of quarterback that I've heard reports out of Washington that he's playing, which is they, they're really happy with the way he's playing. They said he's improving every day, he's taking the coaching, he's watching tape, he's doing all this stuff. So, if Sam Howell brings that into the season and performs like a, a, a serviceable, comfortable quarterback. They'll win, the, they'll win the division. They don't win the division if, very simply, their running game does not perform the way it needs to perform and protect Sam Howell as a quarterback, i.e. Brian Robinson needs to have a fantastic year. Antonio Gibson in his role needs to, needs to have a fantastic year too. If those two guys do not have really solid and good seasons, then it's going to expose Sam Howell a lot and teams are going to just tee off on Sam Howell as a quarterback. So. Johnny. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's unanimous here. I mean, if Sam Howell steps it up and his <laughs> offense can actually play some, some balanced attack offense, <clears throat> I actually like Sam Howell. Um, I, I got to watch him a lot in the ACC at North Carolina. He's a good player, man. Uh, so I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna calm him down. He's gonna, you know, he's gonna solidify the, the quarterback position for them. Is he gonna be a superstar quarterback? I, I don't think so. But I think he's gonna be a really good player. Um, if guys stay healthy and that offense clicks um, and they have a balanced attack, I think they can win the division. Um, they don't win the division if that defense has any major injuries or if they step back in any kind of way. Uh, they're getting Chase Young back this year. So if that defense is not a top 10 defense, then they have no chance of winning this division at all. Yeah, uh, it's funny you said Chase Young. If, if my, that's my, if they, they win this division, two things. Chase Young returns to Chase Young, his rook, like almost rookie year. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I mean, back to that Chase Young, we like, holy crap, this guy's going to be a freak of nature for years to come, Chase Young. Uh, secondly, if Ron Rivera gets the hell out of Eric the enemy's way, uh, Ron Rivera is an awful coach, you guys. Hate to say, Woo! great guy, you know, but look at his record. He's had one good year, and that was Cam Newton's year uh, when he took him to the Super Bowl. After that, he's sub 500 or less. Uh, so yep. he's an awful yep. coach. He shouldn't be. He's not a good head coach, uh, you know. Therefore, I, uh, I like he's got to get out of Eric Bieniemy's way and let Bieniemy do his job, even if it's tough coaching. Let Eric do it. Get soft ass Ron Rivera out of there, uh, you know. And and they don't win this division if Ron Rivera is it stays in Bieniemy's way and coddles these guys 
in those types of things. Uh, I, you know, it's, that's, that's it. Like, that's kind of how it goes. Uh, Jim, now we're going to go into our predictions. Give us your fourth place team and record. Man, fourth place team. Uh, probably going to have to put the commanders there. Right. What record you got them? Um, probably I put them, wait, I got to just do the math in my head. Cause I forget it's 17 games now. So, all right. Normally, right, normally, you know, you, you, you know, you know where I went last year with the Giants, so I kind of right. have to be there. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put him at eight and nine. Mm. At fourth place. Yeah. Well, because I think the Giants last good, year and, and finished they went eight, place, eight and so one. So I yeah. mean, no tie. Johnny will go to you. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jim. My bad. But I think your boys are going to take a step back. That schedule that they have is is ridiculous, too. They got the Cowboys to start off with. They got, you know, Arizona, whatever. But then they go to San Fran. They got the Seahawks, Dolphins, Bills. Where's that Seahawks game? Jets, Ra- <laughs> the Raiders, eh. Cowboys, Commanders, where's, where's that Seahawks game? Packers. The Seahawks game is... Is it it's is in it, New York. Is it Met Life? It's in it's in New York. Okay, um, so that could be a winnable game. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I, I found like I found like five or six. But that's, I'm gonna give that's, it. I said the same thing last year right. with that schedule. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, it, again, if Danny Dimes steps it up, then you know, say some of these games that are questionable, they could win them. But I don't think they're gonna catch every break that they did last year. So I got them at four. If I got them at seven and ten, yeah. Scott, your fourth place team. Uh, it's Washington at, at seven and ten. Mm. Sam, Giants six and eleven. Ooh, oh, damn! Yo, damn. Yo, fa- yo, 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 I, I love, I love the guess. I just don't like his team this year, man. Yo, I, yo, I, I'm not clip that, back. clip that when they don't go six and eleven. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just a take, bro. <laughs> yeah, but that's what the business we're in because it, it all comes back. It does. Sure. We're writing it down. Hey, don't worry, Jim. We got it written down. Oh, we, yeah, no, no, written. Don't worry. It's all, it's all documented. I miss speak or anything. They jump all over me, Jim. So you're in good hands. Trust me. Good. <laughs> real, real quick here. Real quick here. What could have the Giants done different in quarterback? That's all I want to know, right? Nothing. Outside of Jones. There's Wait, nothing we there. About right? this before that's no I said that. Let's yeah, talk yeah. about it. There, yeah, as much as there. as much as I don't like him, as much as I don't like him, and I don't think he was the right pick at that time, there was nothing they could have done. No, nope. right. even even this year, there's nothing they could have done. Right. Right. Yeah, I agree. I I just like the schedule and everything, and Dable. That I just I just don't feel it this year. I just don't feel it. Okay. All right, I'm gonna do it. Giants or the fourth place team. And that is Ooh. a six-win team for me. Oh, okay. me too. Hey, so hey, I'm gonna say yeah. this. I've gone back and forth. I gone back and forth. Giants, Giants, Commanders, Giants, Commanders. It goes. I just said it, it goes down to coaching for me. I love Brian Dayball as a coach. So I got my the Commanders. I got them at uh, seven. Actually, I'll say six wins for the Commanders. Uh, six wins for the. 
for the commies. They're your fourth place team. Uh, Jim, give us your third place team. Wait, well, wait, for Tanner, me, it's it, Tanner. You gotta have a little. You gotta have a little panache, right? You gotta wink at Jim and go. I have them as my fourth place team, and then click the clicky top. Look, for me, the Giants are the third place team. I just don't think it. Hey, good job, Jim. Jim, we got good everybody job, Jim. Give him a round of That's two. You, you didn't yeah. pick him to get second or first, so that's Proud the first time right. that's happened. Look, I, I am not. I, you guys know my expectations. For the Giants, if I could go eight and eight every year, there's you can't go eight and eight anymore. But that's my always my always been always my go to record because that that's good enough expectations for me. Again, the schedule they go nine and eight, great. They go eight and whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, but to me, they're gonna finish third because they're just not better than Dallas or Philadelphia. They're just not. What well, what's the record? It, look, I could I could tell you I could throw a tie in there to make it five hundred because that's what I always pick. But Jim, just say nine and eight just for the hell of it. Jim, as a Titans fan, I'm here to tell you you can go eight and eight over and over. <laughs> yes, you can. Ask yes. Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher always found a way. Right, love, that's I what I say. Jeff, but he, look, that's what he does. Do eight and eight. That's fine with me. I'm good with right, that. We'll go, we'll go reverse order this time. Tanner will go to you. Uh, it is the commanders, uh, in third place here. So, uh, I had six and 11 for the giants. I have seven and 10 for the commanders. I think the enemy is, is going to give something to this team, uh, mid season and they're going to look a little better and they're going to win some games. They probably shouldn't. So even commanders, Sam, exact same thing. Tanner's copying my homework again. Uh, I have them the exact same reasons and all of that. I think the enemy rigs some rise above and they get at third place. Scott. I would seriously love to put the Cowboys here, but I can't do it. 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 Scott. Do it. Do it. Scott. Do it. Scott. Come on, Scott. Giants eight, nine. No. Giants eight, nine. I was seriously thinking about it. You know, you, Johnny. You, you always tell me to be brave, and then you don't pull the um, trigger. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't do Dallas. Like, I mean, they just—they got too much talent on Dallas. But I, I got Washington third place. Um, I think they're going to surprise some people. I think Sam Howell's going to play well. Um, I think they. I think they got a battle for a, a wild card spot in that weak ass NFC. Uh, and I think Washington goes nine and eight. Oh, I got the Giants at eight and nine. Uh, that's, that's my third place team. Jim, your second place team. Dallas. Right. I what mean, record? Well, they went 12 and five last year. Yeah. Man. Dang, 11 and six. Eight. 11 and six. Johnny. I got the giant, uh, Dallas, excuse me. I got him at 10 and seven. Scott, Dallas ten and seven. I don't have any faith in Dak Prescott. Nope, none at all. Ooh. Damn, ten and seven, Cowboys. Uh. Tanner, uh, eleven and six, Dallas. Hey, make it a clean sweep. I got Dallas eleven and six as your second place team. Uh, that means we all got we all got Philly uh, as our first place team. I I have a Jim, question for you, for you, Nick and Tanner, before 
before everybody else goes. How are the Cowboys going to win 11 games this year with Mike McCarthy as head coach and turnover-prone Dak Prescott as quarterback? Because Jackson the have it cleaned up a little bit, and you're going to have Brandon Cooks like you're able to throw to outside of C.D. Lamb. You're going to have Tony they, Pollard and and Vaughn to be able to run the ball with and make really – They won 12 games position. last year, and, and Dak missed four of them. Yeah, you, you're, you're going to be able to run this offense. If Dak misses time, it's where you get in trouble. But as long as Dak's on the field, you, your, your opportunities to win the game, especially with the defense, your, your opportunities are there. Strangely yeah. enough, it is the difference maker. Let me uh, – Jim, what's uh, the Eagles' record? Uh, 12-5. and five. Johnny? 12-5, and five, Eagles. Scott? 13-4, and four, Eagles. Ooh, you only losing one game from last year. Sam? 12-5, and five, just like the Vermont man up there. <laughs> With his 13-4. and 13-4. I got them at 12 wins as well, 12 and 5, uh, taking a two-game skid, but win this division. Uh, Tanner, do you want to go over the college football before we get into Jim's hockey and he gets out of here? Yeah, let's do it. I got three games, Jim. I want to All get right, your prediction. doesn't have to be big. So let's start here. Uh, highlight the match here on Thursday at 7 p.m. Central and 8 p.m. Eastern. We got the Gators going into Utah. Gators. I mean, this is a big thing for Florida. Listen. This could be a big game, big game, big game, right? That's why that's why team right there, the Gators. Who you got, Jim? Look, Utah is really good at home. Uh, yeah, they, they are, are a very tough team to play against. However, if the reports are true that Cam Rising is not playing, uh, or is oh. game time decision, uh, oh. Florida might go in there and win this game. Uh, but Utah is very good at home. Look. We it saw it. It came down to one play last year. Utah could have right. gone into the swamp and won. So that's how close this ga- this game's going to be. It's going to be a one score game. I I if look, I'm going on what I'm hearing. But if Cam Rising plays, Utah's winning at home. Mm-hmm. If, if he does uh, go ahead, Jim. Sorry. If he does, if Florida's going in and winning, but again, right, it comes down to. Who's playing? You guys get a chance to watch that Swamp Kings on Netflix? Holy shit. Yeah, it's all about uh, Urban Meyer. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's good. I heard it's, I heard it's yeah, it's a little interesting. Uh, next up for my interesting games I had highlighted, uh, Saturday's game, 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern. Uh, the debut of primetime, Colorado going into TCU. That's, uh, this a, that's huge. That's a huge I mean, game. Do, do, does primetime get the start he wants, or, or what are we seeing for this prediction? I could see Colorado winning this game just because TCU's lost a lot. Max Doug is not there. There's a high coming off winning and going to a national championship game. TCU, yep. there's a lot of expectations now for this team in the Big 12. I can see Colorado going in and winning just because Dion just knows like that, that mindset, right? He's going to have these guys jacked up first game. I'm calling the upset. Energy Colorado high. wins. Hell yeah. I like the energy in this one. All right, finally, yeah. for the guy that's, you know, he's coming on here in just a minute here after uh, Jim here. But Sunday night, good game, 730 Eastern, 630 Central. Primetime, 
Uh -huh. LSU at Florida State, probably the biggest game this weekend. Let's go Seminoles. Big implications. They need this win, right? They have to Look. beat LSU. Yes. Look, this is this is a big implications for both teams in the SEC uh -huh. and the ACC, and potentially playoff. Look, again, it's a non-conference game, so it really doesn't matter for you know the conference seedings and everything. But here's what I'm gonna say. LSU gets revenge. Gets the win no. against Florida State. No, yes. LSU. No. LSU yeah. is winning. I, do, you know, oh Florida God. State, like Miami and everybody else, is not back until they have the big time victory. I am not on the Florida State train. Second year, Brian Kelly always improves. LSU is a sleeper in the SEC. Mm -hmm. I've said it. Uh, the Bayou Bengals are going in and winning. Jim, I agree with that. I'm down. I agree with that. Yeah, I think you're right, but I hope you're wrong. Next man. Monday night, three more next Monday night for a week two. Nice. So, Jim, I appreciate. Jim, I know you got some. Uh, I know you got some hockey news you want to get out before you get out of here. Yeah, real quick. Last week, if you guys didn't see it, uh, Austin Matthews, highest paid player uh, now in the National Hockey League, thirteen point two uh, five million with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, just a nice contract for him. And look, now the, the questions begin of what's next for William Nylander, how these guys tied together. Uh, but they got it done because Austin wanted to get it done. And guess what? They did. And look, their window's now to win. And again, expectations, money, they're tied together. Now Austin's got to go get it done in the playoffs. And we're going to see if this Leaf team can because, like I just said, the Cowboys, Leafs, Bills, kind of all the same. Can't get it done when it matters the most. Mm. Hey, we appreciate yeah, you joining us every Monday, Jim. Yeah. Always a pleasure. Thank you, brother. Always we'll a catch pleasure. you next week. Give it and up remember. for Mr. Brian himself, a man who's going to probably be at US Open as well, Mr. Jim Berenger, baby. And remember, just because I'm a CM Punk guy doesn't mean I'm not an LA Knight guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let me talk. Alright, Jim. Be safe, Jim. man. Have a good night. You too, buddy. Personality. Can we play that music? Can't we? I do it for Jim. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> when we get struck down from freaking YouTube, we're blaming yeah. Tanner. That's fine. I'll take care of it. <laughs> it's fine. Hey, hey listen fine. on that on that L on that um Florida Utah game. Utah's favored by six and a half right now. So yeah, and they, they actually got Florida players. winning. Uh, BetMGM has the prediction uh, a five-point game. So, Ooh, so, yes. Let so if, this, if this rising kid's not playing for Utah, jump That's on it huge. now because once it comes out, it that, that spread will go down to almost even, I, I'll bet you. Correct. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, are you Florida. saying it's plus six and a half for Florida right now, Scott? Florida, Utah's yeah. favored by six and a half, and it's gone up. Good. It was like five or six. It's gone Good. up. But if Rising's not playing, that, that spread's going to go right back down to almost even. So bet it Jump now. Jump on it while you can. Jump on it while you can. So All right. Is Jonathan, is Jonathan ready? We got Rich Jonathan. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All right. We got, hey, we're in the final month of baseball. Uh, the uh, ALS is tighter than my girl if I went to prison. Give it up. To talk about it all is none other than Mr. Professional Baseball himself, Jonathan Grisham, baby. 
He's getting it ready. I knew it. I knew it was coming out. Is he wearing? Is he wearing a sleeveless shirt? Yes, he is. Of course, <laughs> it's, it's still summer here in Texas. Of course, I am. It's a, it, it was a. We had a cold front of ninety-five degrees today. Oh. Light breeze. Must, Open must the door. Jacket or a sweatshirt or something today. That's going to the sunroom. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm getting my winter gear out here all of a sudden. <laughs> Jonathan, I want to jump right into it. That 95 degrees, I was going. Because we went, we went extra long with Jonathan, so we don't got a whole lot of time. Uh, but we the did. Mariners, they've come out of nowhere and now have got a chance to win this division. What has clicked for this team, and how worried should Allen uh, be shitting himself about the Rangers? He's going to be crying uh, tomorrow. Allen's going to be crying they, they tomorrow. They won tonight. They won tonight. I mean, yeah, I, I would, I would be very. If I'm Houston or Texas, I'm very worried with the with the Mariners right now. That is, you're talking about again. We've we've said it before. Not the best team is the one that you know that wins in September and October. It's the hottest team, and I don't think a team is hotter than Seattle right now. And they are figuring it out. And again, uh, Julio Rodriguez is probably one, is he's showing to be the best player in baseball over the last three four weeks. And just by how hot he's been, they're pitching really well. Luis Castillo is doing you know, his job of what he was supposed to be. I, I'm worried if I'm a, if I'm a Rangers and, and, and Astros fan. I'm more worried about the Rangers because they can't close games out. You know, I sent something to Scott and Allen today that they have blown more saves and they've converted saves. That's not winning baseball. That is not oh, winning baseball. Chapman's not getting it done. Oh, no. Well, they're not using him properly either. I mean, they're 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 mixing and matching. They're playing tic tac toe with their bullpen right now, and they're losing because of it. So, I mean, they're they're a mess right now. They're a very big mess on how they're trying to finish games out and the way that their offense is. They shouldn't have this problem, but their bullpen is just in shambles because they can't they, they can't do anything to close it out. So that's their biggest issue. Pitching's going to and I I've, I've said this with y'all. I've said this uh, on on Tuesdays with with Alan and Scott. We're going to see what this postseason is, how different the postseason is going to be. Is it going to be more offensive-based, or is it pitching still rules? And if pitching still rules, the Rangers are in trouble. If it's going to be the offensive game that we've seen in the regular season that it's going to carry over into the postseason, Rangers will have a chance. But at the moment right now, I'm very nervous if I'm the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros by the, how the Mariners are playing. And that team is a hot team. And if they can if they can sustain consistency – they're not going to stay hot like they are right now for the next month. They're just, it's just not going to happen. They have to stay, sustain consistency. If they can be consistent in how they're playing over the next month, Seattle Mariners are winning this division. And then we're talking about, uh, you know, one of the biggest shockers of Major League Baseball, you know, this year, let alone, you know, over the last few seasons that the Mariners, you know, surprised and caught everybody in the West to win this division. We've all sung the praises of Bruce Bochy this year. Bruce Bochy could lose in this division. Here's why. He keeps forcing Will Smith in that ninth inning role. And Will Smith has not performed anywhere near the way Will Smith in the past has performed. Bruce Bochy could lose them this division, honestly, because Will Smith is not the ninth inning guy. You traded for Chapman, traded for Barlow out of Kansas City, and you, you haven't used it, neither one of them in the ninth inning closer situation. That's a problem. Wait, Barlow? Barlow's Barlow. the Padres. No, didn't he go to Kansas, uh, Texas? No, he pitched last uh, the other night when I was uh, okay. in Milwaukee. He's so they traded. They traded for Chapman. He should be your closer, as Allen said tonight. Jose Leclerc got the same. Where the heck was Raldis Chapman in the ninth inning tonight? Why are you not using this guy in the ninth inning? I have no idea why. Zero idea. Texas is going to lose this division to Seattle, Houston because of that simple fact. 
I, I agree. I agree. Will Smith is a good set. He had his moments of being a good closer in Atlanta in twenty, you know, in in twenty in twenty twenty one. But that he had moments where you still sit there like pulling your. I mean, I remember that that year. I'm sweating bullets when Will Smith Thank came in to close a ball game. And, I mean, he had moments where he was really good, but he had moments where you're sitting there going, oh, my God, or why are you a closer? At this point of his career, he should be a setup guy. He should be a seventh, eighth inning guy, get a hold, not a save. And, you tra- again, you made the trade for Chapman. Why not use him like you were supposed to use him or what he's been his entire career? That makes no sense to make that trade. You know, and and, and I see, you know, Alan say, hey, he blew, he blew a lead. He he hasn't you know he blew he blew the ninth inning at one point, but he hasn't done it consistently right now. That's a a closer is a rhythm job. Uh-huh. It is something that you have a rhythm for when the team is winning and you're getting your opportunities to be to close out a game to get the save. You base it off of your rhythm that you're getting. If you're not getting that opportunity to do it as often, you have no rhythm. That's why closer as, as far as for pitchers, the closing the being a closer is the hardest pitching job to have because yeah. you have to have the rhythm the rhythm and the mindset to do the job. And if you're not getting that opportunity to have a rhythm like Chapman's not getting, of course he's going to struggle right now. And you're letting someone who doesn't have the mindset in Will Smith do the job. I'd rather have someone who has the mindset to get the rhythm in Chapman than someone who doesn't have the mindset anymore in Will Smith. Yeah, I'm, I'm with that too. Hey, let's talk about it a little bit. I just got back from Milwaukee. Brewers are 9-1 in their last 10 on a nine-game win streak currently. Just kicked the crap out of the Cubbies in the first five innings. One sixty-two, <laughs> big series, right? Big series against these Cubs, who are you know been fighting, uh, kind of kind of coming back. Obviously, Cincinnati's on a slow bleed. Somebody cut their hand off. Now they're going their other hand. So, uh, but I mean, the Cubs here. Do they have a chance to to keep this wild card going here? And do they have a chance to take this lead? You still think you left? Uh, the wild card, yes. I think the division is, is close to being one now. I think Milwaukee is kind of separating themselves from uh, and, and just kind of showing that they are the, the the top team in this division. Chicago still has a chance, and they're still you know there's seven of the last ten uh, you, know, you know that they've been able to win so far. Whereas the Giants are, are uh, three and seven in the last ten. Reds are five and five in the last ten. Marlins are three and seven. So the teams that are you're, that are chasing you. If you're the Cubs and Diamondbacks right now behind the Phillies, mm-hmm. teams that are chasing you, they're struggling right now. Mm-hmm. And if the if the Cubs can continue to play, you know, decent ball, they'll win the they'll win that third place uh, in the wild card spot. Just because again, the teams right now that are behind, they're not doing anything to get to gain ground and be able to make that jump. Again, a lot can happen in one month, but from what I'm seeing right now, if the Cubs have been able to get themselves in the conversation for a wild card spot, all they got to do is continue to play their game. And they're in the wild card in the postseason, and and Nick is celebrating as you know, like it was uh, like you know their World Series year was a 2016. Was that? Yeah, what it was? I mean, I won't celebrate that like that, but I'll be celebrating. I mean, it's it's funny, you know, uh, and I've seen this meme, so it's funny. Like beginning of the year, I just said, hey, just I just want to see winning, uh, win meaningful games. Uh, play meaningful games in September. Now we're here and we're playing those meaningful games. Now I want you to win those goddamn meaningful fucking games, will you? I mean, Jesus. Uh, we can't go out there today and got our asses, our dick kicked in by the Brewers. Uh, I mean, you say play our game. Our game is score lots of runs and pray to God that, uh, you know, they don't score, you know, Alizé can get uh, the final three outs. Our starters are atrocious. Uh, we saw it again today with James Talley, and he's, he sucks. Uh, I mean, some of these are rookies. That Weeks kid that came up, 
I mean, he pitched incredible last night or the other night for us. Uh, the Cubs been around since, I don't know, the beginning of a time James when Scott was born and Jesus was born. Uh, and he's the James fourth Cub. He put a quarter in the Cubs to have uh, nine strikeouts in a game in his debut. So there's that. So only Jesus and Scott saw all four. So there's that. <laughs> so, John, so let me ask you something. Today, today on DraftKings, Mookie Betts is now the favorite for the NL MVP. Do you, do you think he should be the favorite? Or you think he's still a Cunha? Tennessee boy. I, I still, I'm still going with a Cunha. Yeah. For right now, I'm still gonna. I know the, the, it has gotten a closer race. Betts is again talking about Betts has caught fire right now. Are we so how I look at it and not trying to be a homer and, and not being accused of being a homer, but we're the prisoner, we're, we're a prisoner of the moment. Yeah, Betts has been hot right now. Acuna has been, been good, he's been good all year. year. Yeah, and I know he's in a slump, he's kind of been in a slump, but he just you know, he had a two run home run tonight, though. So again, yeah. he has moments, he has moments where he reminds everybody. Acuna's the best player in baseball right now. And I know that's yeah. an argument that you may make with Shohei uh, and, and everything that he's done in uh, this season too. But is the best player in baseball, for sure, in the National League. Prisoner of the moment with what Mookie Betts is doing and being how hot he has and with the Dodgers being a hot team too right now, that's that going to close that gap. But if you look in the season itself, Acuna has been doing it uh, all all year. Yeah, that is a difference in my in my uh, vote for the MVP race. Now, if Acuna struggles a couple more a couple more weeks and we go into September and Betts stays hot, then I will give the nod to Betts in that in that aspect of. But as of right now, before the end of the month, before August ends, and where we turn the calendar to September for the final month, I still have Acuna as a slight favorite. That, that again, the gap is smaller right now. But I still have Acuna as a slight favorite for MVP in the National League. Jonathan, you mentioned Shohei uh, Otane. Now he's done pitching for the year. He's about to, this is his second Tommy John surgery. Uh, I asked the guys the other day on Sunday, yesterday's show, should should Shohei no longer be pitching? I, I like, I mean, in just a hit, like this is we're getting into scary territory here with uh, you know double second Tommy John surgery in what three years. Maybe maybe there's a reason you can't hit and be the best pitcher and be the best hitter because your body doesn't allow you to be. That, that's a that's a hard argument to make, it is, and it's and the reason why I say this is because we we've never seen somebody excel like he has done over the last couple of seasons. Is it a hard toll to take on the body? Yes, it is. But again. He had. It's not like position players make throws every game, and you know, and then you know they're still going out there playing and hitting. I know it's a different motion, different mechanic, different you know amount of force that you're putting on every throw that you take. But it's not something that we haven't done before. I mean, guys, guys still pitch and hit, and and you know until they get to professional baseball, we've seen guys that are able to do this. Is it a conversation that needs to be happen that to have now? Yes, I do think that needs to be a conversation that a team, whoever Otani plays for uh, after this year, there's going to be a mm-hmm. conversation that be had that says, "Look, we're investing five hundred million dollars in you, whatever the number is going to end up being, and it's going to be a very high number." We already know it's going to be less now. So no, I don't know, man. He if brings in so much revenue, bro. Okay. So, okay. so it's three hundred million then. So it's three hundred million. I mean, yeah, I it's still it's uh, it's still a ridiculous <laughs> number that we're gonna hear. But yeah, here's I mean, my so, question. 
Here's my question, Jonathan. Any new team that signs him, are they going to tell him he's not pitching and just hit? That's what, that's what I asked him, Scott. I already yeah, yeah. that's what he's trying I mean, to explain, Scott. But that, and that's, <laughs> if he still has it that he wants to pitch. Put your hearing aids back in, bro. If, <laughs> if, he's, if, if, if he still has it in his mind that he wants to pitch and you have teams that are courting him in free agency, hey, look, we know you're a dominant pitcher, but – if we're gonna we're gonna invest this much money on you, we're probably not gonna have you pitch anymore. He can turn around and go, well, okay, I'm not signing with you. I'm looking, at, I'm gonna look for a team that's gonna tell me I'm still going to get a chance to pitch. Right. And that might be the deciding factor we have in this down the road. And he may still sign for three hundred million dollars instead of the five hundred, six hundred, you know, the absurd seven hundred million dollars that someone you know that that was the value contract of him. Yeah. He may not sign. It may still be three hundred million to be a pitcher or hitter and he'll get that opportunity because that's what he wants. He's going to dictate what he wants to do. And if a team says, no, we're just going to be as DH, he's going to tell them, no, I'm not signing with you then. So he holds the cards and, and what's going to take place. I, 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 I said this yesterday, Jonathan, what about a closer or a relief pitcher? Can't be a closer that- if he's hitting. Can't do it. Can't no. do it. Why not? Because then you got to go in the bullpen and warm up. If you're batting in the bottom of the eighth, you're going to be taken out of the game to go. You can't yeah. do it. Once you take yeah. it, you can't go in the cold. dugout. You can't go no. in the dugout. No. And do no. It. no well, what if he's on second base? Game. What if he's on second base in the bottom you of the eighth? You can't just go behind the yeah. dugout in the, you know, in the clubhouse and start th- warming up. It's not Little League. Right. <laughs> Is there a rule that says you got to be in the Well, you got cages down there, though. Guys go get loose. I mean, like they, they have cages down there. Right, so. right, but what if, what if he gets a hit? And no, I, but I agree. No, no, but, and that's why I'm, I agree. You cannot be a relief pitcher because it, for that aspect of it, you're you're going to get loose in the seventh inning, but you're coming up to bat in the eighth, and then you're going to be sitting around for 15, 20 what's the minutes. Different, what's, what's the difference, though, right now? He does the same thing pitching and hitting now. No, 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 no. Not the same thing because because he's you stayed, you train your body as a starter to be able to sit for 10, 15 minutes because your body is so loose. You spent 20, 30 minutes getting loose as a starting pitcher that your body's trained to be able to to go pitch, sit for 10 minutes, go pitch, sit for 10 minutes. Relief pitchers don't have that luxury. They don't have they don't train their body to be that way. So it's a whole different animal what you're asking him to do as a starting pitcher and be able to run bases and do what he's doing there versus a relief pitcher that's able to do that. It's a whole different aspect of, of what you're putting your body through. I, no, I I don't think you can value him that way as a relief pitcher as a closer. I just don't think that's that's it's really you, there. You have to think about your lineup. He would not have, he would not be starting until. It would not come in until that relief or closing yeah. appearance. But it's got to be. It's, it's got to be as a starting pitcher. It's got you know that's got. It's what it has to be for. And that's and again, that's what he's been. He's not a relief. He's never been a relief pitcher. He's been I, a starter. And at well, this, I, point, I, I know everybody was a for the most part. At one point, all relievers were a starter. At one point, they're a failed starter. Agreed. Agreed with that. But with yeah, but they're not batting as well, bro. They're not batting as well. But, this is the first. One. I, I get that, but but. Relief pitchers back in the National League used to hit all the time. That's what I'm saying. Like oh, I don't really see a whole lot. No, 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 no. All the they just swung the bat. If they swung the bat. Hey, but we're hit. talking about you guys are saying it, it's different. I get that that it's different, and we've never nobody's ever done it. But nobody's oh. ever done what he's doing now. 
So why not? Why not take the gamble or the risk? Because of the UCL. I think he'd do more damage to his arm if he became a reliever. I I really think he would take too much of a toll on his body to be a relief pitcher. He's he's better. He he did plain and simple. I don't think he's going to be at the the end of it. At at the end of it, it's going to be Otani that makes the decision. A team is not going to make the decision for him. If he wants to be a starter, the team is going to tell him, yes, we still want you to be a pitcher and you're going to be a DH for us. If a team tells him no, we only want you to be a DH. He'll cross if if he still wants to pitch, he will cross them off uh, uh, cross them off their list and say, "I'm a pitcher and a hitter." All right, when it's all said and done, that's what I want to do. So he's gonna he's gonna control. He's gonna have the total control, which we've never really seen a free agent have. He's gonna have total control on where on on where he goes and what he wants to do. A team's not gonna dictate to him what he's gonna do. He will dictate to the team what his plans are. Yep. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I mean, you're right. You're right. Here's the thing: he could he could end up right back in LA again because LA is going to say, "Okay, show you want to pitch? We'll let you pitch, but you're not going to pitch the next year." The Dodgers, Dodgers will let him pitch. The Dodgers are going to let him pitch. And the Yankees. He's either one of the LA teams. Nah. The he doesn't want to go to the East Coast. He doesn't want to go to the East Coast. No, he doesn't want to. He wants to stay out West. He's going to be That's a right. Dodger, bro. He's going to be yeah. a Dodger, maybe a Giant. I heard the Cubs might, might be a You dark think horse. he might go to the You think he could go to the Giants, Sean? I, I actually think the Mariners are going to be a team that he's going to look at because of the yeah, connection with Ichiro. Yeah. Ichiro is a hero yeah. of his. And okay. I, I'm sure the conversations have been had about how Seattle treated him in his career. And how just how how the fan base absolutely gravitated to Ichiro. Respect, obviously, the Japanese culture respect is a huge aspect of of their upbringing. The respect that Ichiro got out of that out of out of that organization will speak volumes to Ichiro. So I actually think Seattle would be a it, 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 one of the top favorites to land Otani. Could it be the Dodgers? Yes, because they have the money. Uh, you know, in, in the West Coast, uh, San Fran. What what is? I, I don't I don't really see the the appeal of San Francisco. I, I just I, I, at the moment right now they're not the same organization that won the world titles in, in the 2010s. They've kind of been they kind of been muddling right now. So if they were if they were still that championship caliber organization that we've seen, okay, it's a little bit of a different start they're going to have. We're seeing the Mariners having a young nucleus and young core that's that is competing right now for a division title. With a mm-hmm. franchise who has yeah. a, a essentially a Japanese you know history with each row that is that means so much to Shohei, that's where I go. I think Seattle has to be in a conversation of one of the top three to land Otani along with the Dodgers, just because again the money's going to be there. You know, I know, I know the East Coast teams have not really gotten a lot of publicity of him right now. I know every team, all thirty, are going to make the offers. If just they all thirty should at I, least. I don't think if, the A's or the Royals, Royals are making an offer. They, they'll make a phone call. No, they, every, <laughs> every team needs to make a phone call, regardless if you can or can't. Every team should make a phone call. If you if you don't make a phone call, if you're the general manager of any team, I don't care if you're the Tampa Bay Rays and you know his money, he's going to make more money than your entire you know ball club is. If you don't make a phone call to show hey just to make the phone call, you deserve to be fired. Yeah, I, I read an article on yeah. on the Athletic or someplace. That the fourth fourth place team in the Shohei sweepstakes is the Red Sox. Red Sox not going to sign him. They got no chance. No, but but you have a history with Japanese ball players. That's the thing. You You have. You do. 
you, you yeah. have a history. So, and, and again, yeah. that that will speak volumes to show it, it, again. And I'm yeah. not, I'm speaking as far as like I, the little I know about Shohei, but I'm but from what we've gathered from how he spoke about Ichiro. You have to think that the 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 connection of Japanese ball players to that franchise matters. Yeah, you know, so Nomo, to, uh, to in LA. I mean, again, yeah. that that does speak volumes. That there is yeah. a history of that in the Dodgers organization, Boston Red Sox. So I think you're going to see teams that have the connection to the Japanese ball players get mentioned by the media. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think the Red Sox are going to be a team that's going to that's going to you know make a final. If you have to talk about the last three teams and that are make offers for them, no, I don't think the Red Sox are going to be one. But they're going to have the media is going to talk about it just because of the connections they've had for throughout their history to uh, you know to to say yeah there's something there for Shohei to to go to go be in Boston if that's the case yeah. it could be something for Seattle or something with the Dodgers or something you're going to have that kind of connection for a while during during free agency for sure. Does Does Seattle have the type of money to be able to to sign an Otani? I, I, this is how I view it. Every team is going to have the money to. They're going to find. They're going to find it. <laughs> They'll find it because again, you, as I said this, as I said this, with you will make your money and then yeah. some in revenue with jersey sales alone. You and yeah, because you you get the, once you whoever signs. Let's say Seattle. Seattle pays him. Let's 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 throw it out there. You know he's still going to pitch. The value of his contract's not the same. So let's say it's, it's four hundred million dollars. He's going to sign absurd amount of money. Four hundred million dollars. He's going to sign for. 10 years. The moment you sign him, Seattle Mariners signs Shohei Otani. Those jerseys now they're going to be sold, they're going to be they're going to be sold in, in Tokyo. They're going to be sold in Japan, all throughout the throughout the country of Japan. They're going to be sold throughout the West Coast. Every, everybody's going to want a Otani Mariners. You will make your money back and then some in just jersey sales. And then you will make your money back because uh, you, you'll get even more money on top of it because of TV revenue that you're going to now be. You'll probably be more on on national t- uh, on ESPN games mm-hmm. because of you're going to have you have Otani sign. Oh, and the, the, again, the talk Otani joins the franchise that signed Ichiro. That is the conversation that's going to be talked about on almost every sports network. The, it, your it, revenue, you're going to make so much money. Just off of the set, you're not worried about $400 million at that point. No team is going to worry about it when it's all said and done because they know they're going to get the revenue back very quickly. It helps that the Mariners are winning now, too, so they got even even uh, a more intro. Uh, Jonathan, we're uh, up against the time here. Uh, what's going on for Alpha here? We got ball games this weekend. We got ball games. We got two uh, two teams. My 16U and 12U teams are in action this weekend, so we are, we are back at it on the ball field. Uh, we're going to be uh, playing in uh, uh, my 16 year group is going to be in a college showcase this weekend. So we get to play in front of college coaches, get the recruiting side going. I got a couple of girls who are actually uh, talking to coaches actually right now and then waiting for offers. So we're, we're rolling. We're, we're in the ball. We're going to get it going in the right direction. The season's here. It's a short season in the fall. We're only going to be it's, uh, you know, a 10 week season compared to, uh, you know, 24 weeks is what it was in the spring, summer. So it's more compact, We're trying to get a little bit quick in and going, but we are back on the ball field. I'm excited to, uh, to, to be able to do so and see my team compete. Got a newer group right now uh, that's going to be playing this weekend uh, with me from my 16U. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun evaluating uh, and seeing these this group uh, this group of girls competing on the ball field again. Nice. Hey, well, we love it. We appreciate you joining us every Monday, Jonathan. Best of luck to you this weekend, brother. And uh, go Seminoles! Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he just 
How many points is LSU winning this week? I just said I just said Seminoles are winning. Tampa. Uh, LSU oh. LSU thirty one, Florida State twenty one. LSU gets <laughs> LSU gets revenge. All right, Jonathan. We'll see you next it's Monday. Go Seminoles. We'll send some tissue paper. We'll see you then, brother. See you guys. All right, man. Good luck, man. Everybody. See you, John. Yeah. Hey, uh, let's go ahead and get to our final goodbyes. I know, uh, Johnny, you got to. It's uh, way past your bedtime. Uh, well, the, the 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 new the new spot don't start till till the eleventh, so I, I've got a couple oh, weeks. Okay, well, okay. I I, I got to give notice, man. I I couldn't go out like that, you know, saying with these people. But um, uh, no, yeah. My final thoughts is you know, what I'm saying I I love these Monday night shows. Um, I don't think there's a better so Monday night show anywhere. Um, you know, what I'm saying with especially with with Jim and Jonathan. Uh, it's always a lot of fun. It was nice talking to some some football with Jim, um, and, and being able to break down the 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 NFC East. Um, a lot of fun, man. Looking forward to the next one. Can't wait to be back on Thursday night when we do the AFC East with uh, with Scott's roommate Keith. Um, and tomorrow night, eight PM. Let's talk Miami Dolphins with me, and my boy Alex. We're gonna have a lot of fun uh, discussing uh, who gets cut tomorrow and, and the fifty three man roster and um, uh, prepare for for this uh, season opener coming up in a couple weeks, man. Uh, yeah, we didn't even do a fucking ad read tonight. That's my bad. My bad, y'all. Uh, bad well, well we, I, I figured we yeah. were waiting until Saturday to see what's happening and happening and stuff. Amen. You know, amen man. to that. Yeah, we're up to something here on the LTS show, so maybe things are changing. Yeah, good it's call. no good. It's all no good. Trust me. Uh, Scott, go ahead and uh, your uh, final goodbyes here. Your thoughts. A great show tonight. Thank uh, you, Scott. Yeah. Next. <laughs> 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 That's right. Nick wants to get everybody out of here in such a hurry. I'm, I'm, but uh, no, great, great show tonight. I'm being back on with, with uh, the Yankee Finns and Johnny Cruz. Um, you know, looking forward to tomorrow. Tomorrow's NFL cutdown day, so I'm looking forward to yeah. see if there's any surprises that come out tomorrow um, in terms of cuts. Um, so be be ready for that that one. I'm sure there'll be a surprise. Sam, what are you doing? What? <laughs> well, it's crazy because every team has to go from 90 from 90 to 53 so that's what i i mean i'm not even gonna try to do the math but that's that's a lot that's a lot of people that are getting cut man that's insane. yeah yeah close to There'll a thousand be, i think there's already been some wow. some people that have been cut i looked on nfl.com today but but the right. full cut down 4 p.m eastern tomorrow so, uh, so be prepared for a bombshell. I'm sure there's going to be one that comes out. Oh so. yeah, oh yeah. Um, yep, yep. I mean, you know, I, saw, I, saw the Titans, I saw the Titans cut three kickers today. I didn't know they they housed four kickers on their team. No, today. they they cut they cut two on uh, they cut two last uh, last, last Thursday. Uh, yeah, last Thursday. That's right. And they cut Badgley uh, earlier today, but they're going to make a kick and move probably by Wednesday. I would say okay. they have somebody in mind. I'm assuming it's so the, the Browns cut Cade McCown or Cade York or whatever. Remember Cade a couple York. years ago, he's like, he's on the list. I'm, I'm sure they're keeping close uh, eye on the Patriot Hopkins kicking battle. It's no longer on the list. The Browns yeah, traded he, he got traded yeah. for Hopkins. Yeah. So I I, yeah. I don't know. They they're driving me crazy. Right when when That's, we were kind of without Vrabel, I always had a good kicker. And now when Vrabel's here, we 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 go through kickers like freaking do <laughs> every hour, every and hour. The, and and the other thing is the Patriots made a trade 
they got rid of a running back. So so there's going to be some trades tomorrow, I think. Yeah, this there is. is. Be, yeah, so so watch sure out for those is. as well. Be so. ready. Tanner, yeah. your final thoughts here. How dare you do that to me? We blood, fam. Don't anyway. Don't worry. Uh, uh, be, tomorrow, go ahead, tomorrow night. Go ahead, Sam. Go ahead, oh, Sam. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Tomorrow night, uh, I am on uh, Bobby G's Prove Me Wrong show. Okay. Where we, will be Ooh, yeah. we will be debating Chubb and Derrick Henry. So Ooh, that's a good one. I, I, but, uh, I, 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 one. I, I try to tell him I'm pretty submissive though. So like, uh, like, uh, like, like Zoolander, you know, when he's just like, that is, that is not true. And he's like, yes, it is Derek. Okay. Like, <laughs> so I, I, I'll do my best. I'll just say, well, I, I, I agree to disagree then and just stand there and do nothing. <laughs> Hey, get your dad on the show. The lawyer, you know, your dad will your, your dad will come in and save you. That's right. My client feels. <laughs> Tanner, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, guys, September's gonna be here before you know it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, big big things for the LTS channel. We'll have all the pre shows and post game shows going on to play. Uh, there'll be some changes here and there on uh, times and some other stuff. So. Uh, you may not see this beautiful face as much, but thank God. It's for a good reason. For wow. a good reason so I'm excited for it. We got lots of stuff happening, lots of changes uh, in LTS here. And of course, nonstop thinking about the guy, Dan. So just yes, you know, hoping to hear from him soon. So, but that's, yeah. yep. 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 he actually, he actually, I think he actually, he actually retweeted the show. Did he? So, yeah, so he, you know what I'm saying? He he made it, he's Good. made his presence known tonight. So, yeah, you, I haven't heard he's watching, that. man. He's watching. Do you guys notice that when Nick changed from regular internet to phone, that he's he's totally different person right now? Oh, it's, yeah, he's long. Yeah, he don't, he don't want to deal with shit. He just wants to hurry yeah. up and get it done. He's like, yeah, let's just get the delayed. Nothing's delayed. Before he just sits around, now he's like, oh, I, I, can, I can get my, this. Thing. My lives in Candy Crush have returned. Okay. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> Love it. All right, oh, fuck man. you guys. Well, that, that's um, not very nice. Ed. That's not very shout nice. Out, shout out to Dan Harris. Hope you're doing better, buddy. Uh, please uh, reach out to us. Uh, we always yes. love you. Um, so, uh, other than that, we'll be back. Uh, oh, uh, Altuve hit for the cycle tonight. So, Altuve uh, hit for the cycle, seventh in, yes, I believe, seventh or fourth in franchise nice. history. Yeah. So, there's that. Uh, but uh, we'll be back. Uh, Thursday night yes, with our please. AFC East preview, uh, final division breakdown. Thursday night, eight o'clock Central. Be a friend, tell a friend, folks. Like, subscribe, share. Tanner, hit that outro. Let's get out of here. Have yes, a week, folks. Is on my side. side. Yes, it is. This is he is. Life better pop off. What do you like? Make a dream job. No nine five. No mean boss. Just my life and free thoughts. You could try to play, but you're never gonna beat me. Look the other way. What I'm doing ain't easy. Buddy and stain from the people who deceive me. Buddy and break through the chains. Go free me. People like sheep move feet. Heard it easy. Don't wanna be fast asleep when they see me Better stay tall, ready for the fight, believe me When they try to change, you can say no, free me